0: Autobots, roll out.
1: Hey, this is Steve Durr, and I'm here today with... Mark Salek. Uh, we'll be reading Matthew 17:1 through 13 today. Let's get started. Six days later, Jesus took Peter and the two brothers, James and John, and led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed so that his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as light. Suddenly, Moses and Elijah appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Lord, it's wonderful wonderful for us to be here. If you want, I'll make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But even as he spoke, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son, who brings me great joy. Listen to him. The disciples were terrified and fell face down on the ground. Then Jesus came over and touched them and said, Get up, don't be afraid. And when they looked up, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only Jesus. As they walked back down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Don't tell anyone what you've seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Then his disciples asked him, Why do the teachers of religion law insist that Elijah must return before the Messiah comes? Jesus replied, Elijah is indeed coming first to get everything ready. But I tell you, Elijah has already come, but he wasn't recognized. And they chose to abuse him. And in the same way, they will make the Son of Man suffer. Then the disciples realized he was talking about John the Baptist.
0: All right. Well done reading, Mark. And (laughs) you're a math teacher. So you're not really an English teacher. No, I know. Impressive. Would you have felt more comfortable uh, reading uh, math? Is it theorems or formulas? What's the proper term for
1: that? Yeah, I could have just put a lot of symbols in there and read X's and Y's and probably would have been easier, but
0: we're all good. You did good. Well done, good and faithful reader of Matthew (laughs) 17. So. Uh We're reading today the Transfiguration. That's why I kind of let off with a little Optimus Prime transformer because of this imagery of Jesus being changed right in front of his disciples on the mountain. I mean, and this almost is science fiction. Yeah, you said that to me when we we got together to talk about this at Panera Bread, which I call Bethlehem because yeah. <laughs> it's the house of bread. That's oh, what yeah. Bethlehem means. Yeah, so, I like it. Yeah. So we're at, we were at Panera, and you said. This story felt like science fiction.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, people are turning white and clear and glowing and just appearing on the mountainside. I mean, this isn't your average walk up the mountain.
0: No, it's just kind of a bizarre imagery thing. So, so in the midst of all of this story, you've got um, Elijah showing up, Moses, these heroes of Israel uh, showing up, and God speaking and covering the mountain in this kind of like white cloud kind of lit cloud and just in, incredible things taking place just Jesus being revealed more fully for who he is. So it's it's a cool but kind of bizarre story and you were talking as a as a teacher you brought up a term i hadn't really come across before and you kind of related it to this Story. What was that all about?
1: Yeah. Well. So first of all, I, I kind of it. It kind of struck me that this is kind of an extreme way to have a conversation. I mean, Jesus is is God, and and he probably could have talked to Elijah and Moses at any point at any time. But bringing the disciples up the mountain and then transfiguring in front of them seemed like it was as much for them. Uh, well, it probably was just for them. I mean, he could have had this conversation anywhere. Um, but the the word Steve uh, mentioned is uh, a word we use in education called a discrepant event. Discrepant event. Discrepant. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We've all
0: learned something today. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: there their events occur which defy understanding of the world by presenting unexpected outcomes. Okay. So the idea is that uh, in education, sometimes kids have misconceptions about what they think might be true. And so you do this experiment or this presentation uh, where something unexpected happens and, and it kind of throws off. They call it uh, cognitive disequilibrium hmm. and it, it throws off their uh, wait a minute. I thought I knew, but now I don't. Yeah. And, and and so it's just kind of this uh, event that kind of exaggerates or uh Helps you to see truth. And to me, as as I kind of thought about this story, it's kind of like Jesus and God are going out of their way to kind of make a really big point. And mm. it's it's kind of like a teaching tool, I guess, that they're using to say, hey, pay attention. Look at this. Pay, you know, we've got something to tell you.
0: Yeah. And I really like that you pointed out that this is very much uh for Jesus' disciples to see, you know, to see this thing here. And that this event is taking place for them. What do you think uh, this event, this cognitive uh,
1: disequilibrium, dis- <laughs>
0: equilibrium is taking place for them? Like, what what is this aha moment for them? What do you think? What are, what are they experiencing? Do you think?
1: Well, I, you know, it's kind of funny because God kind of has to point it out to him and go, "Look, this is my son." Yeah. Uh, here, here he is. Uh, just in case you guys were wondering, and it, it's almost like. Uh, You know, I kind of mentioned this before. It's almost like time is getting short. Christ Mm. isn't going to be around a whole lot longer. We're getting to that point in the story. And uh, it's like, okay, they need to figure this out here pretty quick. So let's do something that's going to make an impact.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So it's kind of like accelerating the understanding of who he really is. Yeah. So they get a glimpse into who Jesus really is And I love that line, listen to him. It's almost like, uh, you know, uh, they've, uh, and you and I talked about this a little bit. They've had so many of their own expectations of what they've wanted for Jesus to do. And now it's like God saying, now it's time you need to be listening to him. Let Jesus take the lead and stop putting your expectations on him let him start directing you. Whether or not they're going to do that, uh, we know that's not going to well, take place. You know, it might we're take stubborn. a couple more lessons. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I, I love that. Um, I love that moment. That little teachable moment that that God, uh, that Jesus would use teachable moments in our lives. Mm. Um, and I'm trying to think of even moments in my own life when God's used teachable moments to get a hold of me and catch my attention so yeah yeah that's really good so for you when you when you think of this story what's been kind of the takeaway for you how did how did god get your attention from this story
1: uh you know i to me god's saying uh, jesus is my son listen to him um everything i have to say is is legit uh it, it's these aren't stories. These, these are things that are going to impact you. And it's kind of interesting because we talked about this, that in Second uh, Peter, is it? Uh, where Peter comes back and, and he talks about this event later, right. like, hey, this is real. God talked to us. Uh, this makes us even more believable, all these stories more believable. And uh, I, you know, I think that this isn't only for the disciples, but it's for us that God's. these were firsthand encounters of God interacting with people, people turning brilliant white in front of, you
0: know,
1: one on one and seeing this. So uh, to me, it's just like, look,
0: this is all true. So for you, it's kind of like an eyewitness testimony.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And kind of a faith building experience. For for sure. For sure. Yeah. That Jesus is more than meets the eye. Yeah. Not a robot in disguise.
1: Yeah, and not just that cool dude to hang out with, right? (laughs)
0: Yeah, right. Because often that's that's what we think of Jesus, right? Like this really good guy got great hair. It's got got luscious hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luscious locks. (laughs) uh, You know, good, really helpful, heals people. But there's this deeper authority and power there, and you get it's like you, it's kind of like a scratch, uh, like those. little scratchies or whatever you, 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 scratch with a coin. Okay. You know, there's
1: more, there's more than there's just more the than surface. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You scratch
0: the surface yeah. and look, there's, there's, there's the God. glory. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For me, when I, when I look at this, I think, um, I was kind of really moved again by God saying, this is my son who gives me great joy and then listen to him. And that reminds me of when, God said the same thing at his baptism. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is like the second time you hear God saying this to Jesus, the first time at his baptism, and then now at this transfiguration moment, like to Jesus and right before he's going to go and, you know, getting closer to the cross now, Sure, you know, to hear his father God say, uh, I love you. You're my son. You give me great joy. You know, um, and, and part that of that good. I'm thinking too is is there's going to be a, a
1: crisis of faith for the disciples too. I mean, right. when their leader is is taken from them, right? Wait, what was this all about? And uh, they can go back to these moments and go, oh, wait, wait, wait. They, they yeah. we knew about this
0: exactly, exactly. And and we can trust him. Um, and and I think being able to recall it, and that's like bringing up that that passage from Second Peter that you were bringing up is he was able to look back on that and go, we saw God on the mountain. We experienced this and uh, it really happened. So that's really good. Yeah. So today for, for all of, for all of us, I guess, um, the question for all of us is, uh, has your experience with God been like? How has God gotten your attention? Maybe it hasn't been on a mountain or a dune or, uh, over a sunset or whatever. Maybe it's been an experience, maybe not, but how has God gotten your experience? And, um, And how have you discovered that Jesus is more than just a cool dude with luscious locks? (laughs) Um, And how have you encountered him? And then I think um, to be able to, uh, again, also recognize that God wants to say to each of us, this is the point for me, I think, uh, that he wants to say to us, you are my beloved son, you're my beloved daughter and you give me great joy. And mm. to be reminded of that, um, not only to hear God say that to Jesus, but for those of us who are in Christ to hear that, uh, good word as well. Any final thoughts you want to encourage everyone with Mark? Uh,
1: I, you know, it's a great story. I, I, I love the fact that as a teacher, this seems to me like a, a really teachable moment. And so it, it just kind of fits. And, uh, I just pray, um, that we continue to be open uh, to those teachable moments that, that we don't miss those. Um, uh, And that, and that I I just, I guess I'm thankful uh, that God is taking his time in patience Mm. uh, because teaching takes patience, Yeah, Uh, but taking his patience to teach us these lessons along the way.
0: That's really good. Well, let me pray a sec. God, we, we do pray. You are the master teacher and we pray that you would, um, Help us to see and hear and experience the ways you're trying to get our attention. So thank you for being our good teacher. And uh, we pray that you'd give us ears to hear, eyes to see, um, a mind to perceive what you're saying to us. And uh, Lord, the strength, the courage, the will uh, to act on it. And so reveal yourself afresh today to us in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Have a great day.